Lexington, Mass. And everyone, welcome back. Let's just jump right into today's interview. Today I'm going to be interviewing Bri Roscos. So can you please introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Bri, as you mentioned. I run a business called EF Ultimate Break, which is a division of EF Education First. And we run trips around the world for 18 to 29-year-olds. And then on the side, I work out at the university club. That's how I know your dad. That's how I wrangled an invitation to this podcast. And I live in Boston. I live in the south end of Boston. What do you do in Ultimate Break? Well, let me tell you what Ultimate Break is first. We take... Anybody who's aged 18 to 29, anywhere they want to go in the world. Well, maybe not anywhere, but we go a lot of places, and it's mostly international destinations. So, Kai, how old are you? Are you nine now? Yes. So you only have another nine more years before you can travel with us. How exciting is that? (laughs) Exciting. You You can start planning where you want to go now, and then we can talk about it after. Okay. So what do you do? So what do I do? So I run the whole business. So that means all the different part teams that make the magic, everybody from who the people who create the trips and like where our trips go to people who market and find new customers and the, the people who talk, um, talk on chat and talk to people on the phone and help them figure out where to go and how much it costs and all the fun stuff. And then I've got a team in Zurich, Switzerland, that actually makes the magic happen. So they find hotels and buses and they put it all together for us. So all those people, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I'm, they're kind of like the orchestra and each section, the violins, the cellos, et cetera. And I'm kind of the conductor. I just make sure all the pieces fit together and we're all, we're all playing the same tune. Okay. So... Do you like doing that or would you rather have a different job in the, in the system? Well, Kai, let me ask you this. Do you like to travel? Uh, yes. Well, so do I. I love traveling, which is why I love, love, love running a travel business. And I, you know, I've had a lot of different jobs in my life. Um, and I would tell you, this is actually my favorite job of my career so far. So I feel pretty lucky to have my job. I mean, let's be honest, in the middle of a pandemic, it's been a little challenging. I'm not going to lie. But overall, this is my favorite job of my career so far. What other jobs did you have? Oh, my gosh. What else have I done? I worked for a software company before business school and decided I didn't really, really love technology. I do a lot with technology now, but I like doing other things too. I worked in consulting and worked with a whole bunch of different companies after business school, doing a bunch of different projects, everything from electric power generation to footwear. And then when I left consulting, I went and worked for Converse. Do you have any Converse, Chuck Taylors? Any of those sneakers? Do you know what they are? Uh, No. Okay. We'll have to talk to your dad later about, and mom about buying some Chuck Taylors. But, uh, So I worked for Converse, which is a footwear company. And then I worked for Land's End, which is an apparel company. And 
kind of was tired of that and loved travel and talked to some friends of some friends and wound up at EF Education first. So nice. I think so. so. Have you ever gone any any of the tours? Well, the fun thing about working for my business is everybody on my team gets to go on one trip a year. We don't lead the trips, but we go on them and we get to meet other customers and get to meet the tour directors and see the destination. So I'll tell you where I've been in my five years. Well, we didn't travel this year, obviously, but my first trip was Amsterdam, Paris, and London, three amazing cities in Europe. Then I went to Belize because that was a super popular destination for us, still is. Then I went on, oh my gosh, this was my favorite trip so far, Hike Europe. We launched this new hiking trip in the Alps and it was kind of my baby pet project. So I went on the first trip for that. I still keep in touch with my travelers from that trip and that was two years ago. And then last year I went to Egypt for the first time. It was a brand new trip for us, so. I've been in a lot of places. Which one? I'm curious which one of those sounds most interesting to you. I think the hike Europe one sounds most interesting. Seriously, it was so much fun. So beautiful. And so what kinds of things do they do when they're on the trips? Well, it depends what kind of trip it is. If you're on a city trip, like my Amsterdam, Paris, and London one, you know, you go see the sites, you get to like go out and eat at fun restaurants, you get to go shopping. So you're doing kind of the city experience. Belize was really cool because it was a combination of like water and hanging out on the beach, but also seeing Mayan ruins. So it was a very cool like cultural Mayan ruins. We saw a bunch of different kinds. We even went into Guatemala one day and saw Tikal, which is amazing. Um, so that was fun. And then Hike Europe, as the name would suggest, we did a lot of hiking. A lot, a lot of hiking. It was great. It was beautiful. So, yeah, a little of everything. Nice. Um, what kind of impacts do you think, like, when you take students on trips, what do you think the impacts have been for some of them? Wow, that's a great question. Well, when you travel, what, it, what do you think the impact is for you? Well, you kind of get to, like you kind of understand more what the places are like and like, I don't know. I think, no, that's an, that's an important one. I think, you know, I, I, one of the things that makes me feel really good about what I do every day, again, I used to sell sneakers, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. Selling sneakers is fun, but like I literally, my, the business I run we help change people's lives. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy and I'm not super cheesy or corny, but like, you know, we open people up to the world around them and the world outside of their every day. And I think more and more, you know, what's, what's happening in our country and the world, that's super important to be open to, you may not agree with other people and that's totally fine, but the ability to really ask good questions and listen to what's going on with, around you and understand that different people have been raised really differently in our country and outside of our country than you are and come to their life with very different perspectives. And I, you know, I've lived, I've also, not only do I do a lot of traveling, but I've lived abroad a couple times. I lived in Amsterdam twice. I've lived in the UK once. 
And those were personally transforming experiences because it really made me understand myself better and a whole bunch of things that I just had assumptions about growing up because of where I grew up and my parents and my community and things that other people didn't have those assumptions. And I was like, what? How do you not agree? Can we not agree that? And it was eye-opening. And again, you don't have to agree with it, but I think the appreciation and the empathy that there are a whole bunch of things that are done differently for very good reasons. Um, And people think differently and that's okay. And it's actually good to have debate. And so that's one of the things. So that's what I think is the most important thing about what we do. Um, But there are a lot of other benefits of travel too. But I, yeah. So how long did you live abroad in those places? I was in Amsterdam each time for a year. So some total of Amsterdam for two years. I kind of think of my home away from home in Europe, although it's been a while since I lived there the second time. It's kind of like a Boston, but obviously a very Dutch feeling Boston. It's a smaller city. It's walkable. I brought my Dutch bike back here and I bike that around here. Um, And then I lived in the UK. I lived in Manchester, UK. Honestly, I didn't love it that much. Um, after living in Amsterdam, it was pretty tough. It's a little, little more insular, um, of a city. It's more industrial. Um, the parts around Manchester are super pretty, but Manchester itself wasn't maybe my favorite place to live. Okay. So thank you. That's actually really interesting. And so have you heard from any of the students that have you heard from any students like telling you any stories about like how they felt about the trips they went on? Wow. We ask everybody after they travel to rate our trip and tell us like, would they essentially, would they recommend us to a friend? And it's this concept called net promoter score. Not important. Some of your listeners may know what it is. But we essentially ask you, would you recommend us to a friend? And our score on that question has gone up and up and up and up. And we net out right now about 80, 82% last year of our travelers said they would give us a 9 or a 10 out of 10 on that question if, we, um, if they would recommend us. So I think that's an amazing thing that that many people would recommend us. And our, also our repeat rate is really high. So people who go on trips and then travel with us again is really high. And, you know, they tell us, they tell us um, not only what I mentioned about, hey, you like opened me to a whole world out there, but they say, you know, I went on this trip with a whole bunch of people I had never met before. And I came home with like three best friends and they live all around the country. And now I'm going out, out to Omaha, Nebraska to visit one of them. We've had people get engaged and married who met on our tours. See, if you maybe an upcoming girlfriend here, um, we've got, you know, and so that's it. And then we have people who also keep in touch with their tour directors because our tour directors, it's hard to describe a tour director. They're logistics professor, uh, provider, but they're also kind of like best friend and like insider into where you're going. They all, you know, they live where you're traveling to they're super fun. We're really picky about who we pick to be our tour directors. And they're, I mean, we have our tour director meeting every year where we get all our tour directors together. It's my favorite meeting of the year. Love going to that meeting. They're awesome. So that's what our travelers tell us. Yes. 
So that's pretty cool to like hear about all of those things, friendships and things that are made on your trips. But um, what trips are most popular? Oh, our number one trip this year is Grand Tour of Ireland. Um, number two is Costa Rica. And then our third most popular trip, get this, is a five-week trip around Europe. So in five weeks, you cover like pretty much all of Western, a lot of Eastern Europe, and you get to end it on the, in the Greek islands. I mean, how amazing does that sound? So we get a lot of, as you can imagine, a lot of kids who've like just graduated from college or taking time off between weeks, uh, between jobs, for example, as you like, as you probably know from your mom and dad, they don't really usually have five weeks to take off to go do anything. So it's usually kind of a special occasion tour. Um, but again, that's a pretty amazing five weeks with a fun group of people around Europe. So have your tours still been going through lockdown? They have not. That's been the hardest thing. So what our team has been focused on during lockdown, we've been talking to everybody who is booked to go to go travel, and they've had a couple different options. They've had the option to move their trip to next year. They've had their option to get their money in a voucher so they can, if they don't know exactly when they want to go, they can go figure that out. They've got a couple of years or they can get most of their money back. Not all, but most of their money back because we've already made some investments in kind of putting their trips together. So my team's been focused on that. And then we still have a lot of people. I mean, the upside of a pandemic is people are cooped up. They really want to get out and do something. And so there's this pent up demand to get out. And so we're book we're actually booking a lot of people for next summer's travel. So I, Kai, I need you to, to help me and help our planet figure out how we're going to get a vaccine and more testing and all that so we can go explore the world again. Do you have anybody upcoming on your interview schedule who might be able to help us with that? Um, not really. Not yet. We'll find somebody. Right. Not yet. So... <laughs> So do you ever have professors come on the trips or is it more or is it more just about like learning about the places that you're in? Our trips, the trips my business does are are not there are no professors with them. But one of my sister businesses does trips specifically with professors for university students. So my travelers are anybody 18 to 29 in college, out of college, etc. But there is a specific EF, Educational First, it's called College Study Tours, that does trips with professors. So they're, they're a little more academic. So you might say like, hey, I'm an architecture professor, let's go to Italy and study architecture in London, in, sorry, Venice, Florence, and Rome. So I know you said earlier in the interview that, you can, that you're like a big athlete. So do you prefer spending more time on like being an athlete or do you like spending time on your work? Well, that's like if I asked you, would you rather be in school or playing sports? What would your answer be? Um, I don't know. You like both, right? You like learning yeah. and you like seeing your classmates and you like, um, you like being also out on the field and playing sports, right? You need right. both. 
And I, I think I'm kind of that same way. I need both because for me, and hopefully, you know, one day you'll find a job you love as much as I love my job. Um, for me, you know, I get, I have a lot of fun. I have a great team. Oh my God. If you had sat in on some of our meetings this morning, um, I have a really fun team of people I would choose to spend time with, even if I weren't working with them. And I think that's super important to choose a job where you get, because I heard my, my fellow swim mate, Peter Gordon, who you interviewed a couple weeks ago, say, you know, you spend a lot of time at your job. You should really like your job. And I fully, fully subscribe to that theory. Um, so I need both because I also learn from my job and that's part of what makes me tick. But I also need to like, I've got, like you, I've got a lot of like physical energy and got to let that out. So like I went swimming, you know, I swam this morning and then I sat on Zoom conference call meetings for four hours and now I'm ready to go swimming again. But <laughs> so I need both. Do you agree with shutting the country down again? Well, As what do you mean by shutting the country down again? Like, I meant like shutting the whole world down again, because I know that you said that you're not doing trips this year, but a bunch of people are saying that it's not, it's still not safe to do it. So do you think that we should shut the whole world down again? Or do you think that it's getting better? Like the whole coronavirus thing? Well, I think there's a should we question and a can we question? Because I mean, one is one is maybe more academic, and one is more uh, what can we realistically do? I personally think that, and I, what I might what I'm about to say might be I'm there's a whole like broad spectrum of thought on this, right? So I'm sure there will be a lot of people who disagree with me. I I think we need to get, we need to figure out how to live in a world that coronavirus is still, that COVID is still uh, happening and figure out whether it's initially through better testing and better mechanisms through that. And then eventually a vaccine, you know, how do we, how do we manage around it? I don't think shutting the whole country down is I mean, first of all, it would ruin our economy. It would ruin our economy and have long, long-lasting implications. But it also has mental health implications. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how it's been for you sitting home. You know, a lot of the summer. I know you go up to New Hampshire, but you probably don't see your friends as much, right? I mean, we all miss that, and a lot of us miss socialization. So there's a lot of challenges, and I think our efforts should be making responsible decisions. So of course, we're not going to go out and have big parties, but like, how do we do things that maybe take away 95% of the risk, but then solve, put our energy at solving for that rest of the 5% around testing and, and vaccine? Did I answer your question? That was kind of a rambling answer. Yes, it was a thoughtful answer. So my dad says he's all, you've also taken a lot of trips with your dad. Where have yes. you been? Oh my gosh, my dad and I started our, we travel at Christmas together. We usually go for about two weeks and we've been all over the world together. Our first trip was Vietnam and Cambodia. Then we went to Myanmar. That might've been my favorite. Um, it, was, it was during a time when Myanmar had opened up just for a few years. 
Um, so it was, there were very few tourists, um, really special trip. Then we did India. Then we did Australia, or, uh, New Zealand, Patagonia, Colombia. I'm pretty lucky, huh? I get to go. And then my dad and I did um, Sri Lanka. Love that as well. And then last year was South Africa. So we've, we've covered a lot of ground. It's pretty fun tra traveling with my dad. I consider myself pretty lucky, but we have, we have fun together. Wow. Do you, do you travel with your dad ever? Uh, usually we don't do things just, just me and him. Usually we go as a family places. Well, I think when we start traveling again and your dad starts jetting off to fun locations, you should be like, hey, dad, remember how Brian and her dad do the, you know, to some traveling? Maybe we can do one trip together. I think you could work that out. You tell right. me when you want to go and I'll work on it from my angle. Thank you. I was invited to go to Omaha with him, but um, I declined because, uh, <laughs> because. Yeah, aim higher. It, <laughs> no, it was not because it wasn't the place I wanted to go. It was just because it was during the middle of the school year, or not during the middle of the school year, but like school had, it was ju had just started back from. Uh, okay. Well, maybe not, there will be plenty of more times. I know your dad's got good friends and business colleagues in Omaha. There will be plenty of time to go to Omaha. So what kind of like, have you been like, have you been affected by like certain shortages of things in coronavirus? Because I'm asking because I know that a lot of people were kind of interested in how the toilet paper shortages were going. Well, I mean, I heard your interview with my friend David Jay, my our very good friend David Jay, who was very focused on the Toto toilet, which I found very interesting was his rationale for even though he was hoarding toilet paper, he also had the toilet that didn't need the toilet paper, which was an interesting, yeah, we could have said, DJ, maybe you could have shared the toilet paper. My dad has that same toilet. So I actually, I don't love them, but like, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about, I, did I miss anything? I mean, not shortages, not really, maybe a shortage of not being able to go out to restaurants because I don't really cook for myself very, I'm not a cook. So like what was a problem for me was when restaurants were closed and even like initially takeout was closed. Like, yeah, that's a lot of Kraft macaroni and cheese for me. <laughs> I know I miss nice like restaurants too. I haven't had some of my favorite foods in a really long time. Like what? What's your, what's on the top of your list? Uh, oysters, octopus. Oh, I mean, oysters. How many nine-year-olds do you think cite oysters as their like top food? Uh, not many. Ah, you got a special palate. I love it. Thank you. So thank you for joining me today on the Kai Guy Show. It was a very interesting interview. Well, thank you for inviting me or letting me invite myself. This was exciting. Now you've had the full um, triumvirate from the university club. And this has been super fun, Kai. Thank you. Thanks. And everyone remember, if you want to take the ultimate trip with Ultimate Break EF, then contact me on my website, www.kaigaishow.com, and I'll introduce you to Bride. I'll see you next time on...
The Kai Guy Show.